warm Thursday morning. As a waft of chill descends over the studio. I thought everything your heart desires was your way of introducing me. It was for a minute, (laughs) then I looked up. Come on, educate me. Educate you. I've been at death's door for two days. I was an eyeball on a pillow. Yeah, well. In ICU. Disappointment all round then. (laughs) But no. Here we go again. Here we are. Um, Well, it's been, actually, it's been fascinating because um, our good friends in these various business organisations finally woke up. Ever so humble. Ever so humble. Woke up and smelt the coffee, mm-hmm. and you know they they you know they go around going GBR or GBA or whatever it is they the, 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 they're supposed GBH. to GBH <laughs> Great Bay Area Great Bay Area very good very good and and you know they'll they wave the flag like the best of them and then they suddenly realise oh my God this new proposal to ship people across the border to face the delicate mercies of the Chinese judicial system. Oh, my God, it could apply to some of them. That's no good. And they finally, finally woke up to this. So That's there was a good f- point. Yeah, <laughs> there was a flurry of activity because, you know, and when, of course, they wake up, the government listens. Um, there was an enormous flurry of activity, even the Hong Kong Ch- General Chamber of Commerce, which, which, which can say GBA with the best of them mm. um, was, was, was forced to get involved in this. So the government comes forward with these concessions it's very interesting i mean absolutely fascinating in fact so they say oh there's nine commercial crimes that we're going to exclude from this um extradition process is the reason for this it's just not worth it or that's the bit i don't quite i think the reason is to keep them shut up because everybody would get but but the point (laughs) no no i think the point is just to pacify the business community because the sound of, of, of clattering teeth has finally actually reached Tamar and you know for a sound to reach Tamar is a big big thing okay. so the business community goes oh well, that's good but it's funny they don't even listen to themselves they don't understand that what they were worried about hasn't changed what they were worried about is that p- a person going about their business in Hong Kong might suddenly find themselves in, in the graceful clutches mm. of the Chinese Security Bureau or whoever it is there's all sorts of state organs who might wish them to come across the border and go to a court of law where they will be convicted because everybody who goes to a court of law in China is convicted of a crime it's as simple as that I mean they can put up a defence but (laughs) we all know we all know what that means so now they're thinking oh well you know we've managed to we've managed to to exempt certain commercial crimes but the point is what they think is, oh, well, that means it's just those political nuisance people who are going to be hauled across the border. Won't be us. Won't be us. We'll be all right. We'll be fine. Oh, we'll be fine. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we'll just, you know, we'll just keep saying GBA and they'll be very happy. It, it doesn't work like that. They could, for example, they could be wanted across the border if they really cross some powerful people with political connections they could suddenly find they're wanted across the border for some crime connected with state security just the same as the um political opponents who they're so sort of dismissive of Hmm. how do i know this oh that's right because it's what's happening in china major business figures are charged with exactly these crimes now some of them may even be guilty of them who knows because in the judicial system in china which is not transparent which is not in any way impartial it's very hard to tell 
who is actually guilty and who isn't guilty. I can't believe that everybody who goes into a Chinese court isn't guilty, so some of them must be guilty of something. I fully, fully accept that. Point is, where you don't have an open and transparent system, there's no way of telling who are the real bad boys from the real not-so-bad boys. Oh, and girls, because yeah. it's an equal opportunity... Uh, it's an Look equal opportunity up. system in that in that respect, yeah. if nothing else. So, I mean, it has been interesting that they actually did wake up. They actually got something. And then as soon as they were bought off with this promise that, oh, well, you know, you can still get away with, with cooking the books and things like that. Uh, oh, sorry, they, they wouldn't want to do that. Let me amend that remark immediately. Nobody would want to do that. But... You can still get away with cooking the books and, and what have you. But, you know, if you're some grubby little political dissident, well, fair enough. And if you're a teenager, even better. Yeah, even better. Teenagers, I tell you, they're nice roasted, but there's no other reason to have Couldn't them. Couldn't eat a whole one. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's been like that for years. So we'll see what happens with this. But, but meanwhile, what this has done is really turn the spotlight on Hong Kong not just in the local business community, but there's foreign governments are jumping up and down about this. You know, mm. is it safe for Americans to do business in Hong Kong? Is it safe for Canadians to do business in Hong Kong? What about the special Kong? arrangement with the US? I mean, how in de- is, this is being used as a tool. Oh, the Americans might remove X, Y, and well, Z, but what do you reckon? Well, uh, as, as we know, because they've offended 1.4 billion people. I, I spoke to most of them yesterday, the 1.4, and they all they did confirm that they were offended. Um, they were offended by the fact that Anson Chan and two um, members, uh, two other members of LegCo, are in the United States at the moment, talking not only to the vice president but the leader of the house, Nancy Pelosi, and what have you. Mm-hmm. I mean, in other words, talking to very high-level people in the United States about the Hong Kong Act, which which treats Hong Kong as a separate. Do you know much about that? Do you well, know? it's it 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 it's 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 an act which precisely says we believe the Americans saying we believe in one country, two systems. So as far as tariffs and what uh, have you are concerned, Hong Kong is not treated as the rest of China. It is treated as the other system. Mm. Increasingly, American politicians and Nancy Pelosi said this just last night are coming to say, well, you can't have one country, two systems when actually all the evidence is there's only one system. And what these people who are jumping up and down, you know, while they're offending 1.4 billion people in China, i.e. Anson Chan, what they don't realise is she's actually over there pleading with them, don't change the act, keep it as it is. We are fighting to keep Hong Kong's two systems alive and well. It's interesting. Nobody from the government's going over there to do that. You'd have thought, rather than jumping up and down and condemning um, it's it's Anson Chan, Charles Mock and um, Dennis Kwok are over there at the moment, rather than condemning those three, you might think that some somebody from this administration might bother to get off their you-know-whats uh. and also try and make the case the problem is would anybody believe them mm-hmm. because they would have thrown in their faces every time they they open their mouths in in a place where it's an open view well you say you believe in one country two systems but here's the evidence that you don't when anson chan goes over there and says i believe in one country two systems she's got some credibility well as matters stand it seems that that her mission has been successful in as much as they're not now saying they want to um, 
change the act tomorrow, but it's it's sort Shh, of put on. Thanks. It's put on getting no th- getting stern and resolute condemnation. In fact, so the decisions on this are put on hold. But the extradition thing suddenly fell into this discussion, and suddenly they're thinking, "Oh my God, you know, you wait." There's an American official from Company X. I better not mention any specific Company X sitting in Hong Kong. And suddenly a trade dispute arises between the United States and China. Gosh, ain't that a possibility? Mm. And the Chinese decide, as they did in the Canadian case, they want a bit of retaliation. Think how vulnerable those um, executives would be if they are on Chinese soil in Hong Kong and there's this new arrangement to ship them across the border. This isn't a theoretical fear. This is something which actually is exercising people's minds. So when they're considering, "Ah, do you really think we should have our big office in Hong Kong and not somewhere else? I tell you what, maybe it'd be safer not to do it. Let's just go somewhere else. We were just talking about this a little bit earlier on, that we had a bit of that after the handover, and then they kind of came back, but now it's clear and present. Let's just quickly go to an email here from Chris, who writes in, by the way, morningbrew at rthk.hk if you want to get in touch. Chris says, good morning, gentlemen. Have you seen Grenville Cross's comments on this matter in the Chinese judicial system? Chris says, has he lost the plot? Well, Grenville Cross's comments, as reported by RTHK, therefore must be correct, Mm. are that in some respects, in some respects, I don't know what the respects they are, the Chinese judicial system is better than the one in Hong Kong. I have to say that's a novel point of view. He's on his own there in arguing that particular uh, case. I mean, I don't think that any serious person really believes that that could possibly be true Mm. a system in which there's a a more or less hundred percent successful conviction rate in which trials are conducted in private in which evidence is not produced in which the defense um uh, lawyers are locked up are put in jail for the temerity of defending their clients i'm i'm just wondering where it is that their system is better but you know that's my ignorance i just don't know i can't actually spot that better place so, um, yeah. has he lost the plot? I don't know. Chris, maybe, <laughs> it's, maybe. It's, for him to, it's for him to actually make that case. <laughs> I don't think I'm able to make it for him. Maybe you answer your own question, uh, Chris. So, Steve, he says, I was just going to ask the question about the Hong Kong Policy Act, and here's something that's being thrown in more and more, an obvious yeah. one from Steve, but worth it. Victor Mallet shows we're increasingly becoming one country, one system. Well, let's just explain what that is. This is, this is the... Um, Steve is referring to the expulsion, and that's what it is. You can dress it up any way you like. The expulsion of the Financial Times correspondent, or one of the Financial Times correspondents here, Victor Mallet, for reasons still unexplained, but apparently and evidently because he had the temerity to happen to be the chairman of a meeting at the Foreign Correspondents Club with Andy Chan. Just qualify this. He was just... To my knowledge, I wasn't there. He was the bloke for various reasons who ended up just chairing it. Yes. It's not his brainchild. No. Is that no, correct? That is correct. It was the committee I mean, brainchild. I happen to know quite a lot about it. Well, whether... whether the board, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure Victor supported the invitation because but at, the time, yeah, yeah. at the time, there was no reason not to do it. I mean, the whole purpose of the Foreign Correspondence Club is to provide a platform for freedom of expression to views that are not necessarily shared by its members but may well be of interest and of interest to the wider community. Full stop. 
Full stop. This isn't advocating Hong Kong independence. This isn't advocating the overthrow of the communist system, nor incidentally when the FCC invites, as it does, Chinese officials, is it because the Foreign Correspondents Club is a full-hearted supporter of everything that the Chinese Communist Party does. It's a platform. It's no more than that. Anyway, um, this case is not just about an individual, although obviously an individual is affected. It is about whether Hong Kong is going to join that motley crew of countries that thinks that they can preserve freedom of expression by singling out people who have crossed imaginary red lines. They're not even written down. Remember, we still don't know what red line he crossed, but apparently he crossed a red line Being there. and he's out. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, this is, um, this, is, this is the old chilling thing that they always used to say to foreign correspondents in China, and guess what they're saying to, to them again today? Mm. Uh, comrade, what have I done? You know what you've done. Oh, I like the first one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch Casablanca and you'll know what oh, I mean. So good. <laughs> um, where are we? Oh, that's right. Hong Kong News. In Hong Kong News, yep. um, there is this very interesting um, thing which a lot of people go, well, we knew that, but actually we didn't. Mm. Let me explain. John the Curry time. <laughs> yes. So we have apparently the memoirs of the Democratic politician Li Wing Tat coming out um that being serialized at apple daily and the one of the headline things in there is him saying he knows from a very reliable source unnamed we've got to make that clear so we don't exactly know where this comes from but a very reliable mainland source that of the 150 people who are admitted to hong kong per day on the one-way permit scheme something like 30 percent are Communist Party members who are put into that group um, as sort of sleepers, so they're not activated all the time. But you know, according again, I'm just this is all according to Lee Wing Tat, according to him. But they are activated, for example, at elections and times like that when when numbers are needed. Now, what's interesting about this, um, other than the fact that it is pretty interesting if true is this is, a, this is a, a complete abuse of the scheme, because the scheme is simply supposed to be for the um, reunification of families. And as everybody knows, the problem with this scheme is that Hong Kong has no say. Nothing, nada, zilch, in who comes across on the 150 um, people per day. It's quite true that recently that quota hasn't been fulfilled. But according, again, to the Li Wing Tap memory, um, 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 memoir, it means that something like 200,000 people who are party members have been brought into Hong Kong under the scheme. Now, the response of the Security Bureau, who so-called administer the scheme, but they don't, because all they do is receive the list saying, you will admit Mr's and Miss and, mo and minor blah, blah, blah each day, is that the, the purpose of the scheme is family reunion. We sort of know that. And then they say, and this is where pigs started flying around the room, and the scheme is perfectly transparent. Uh, no, it is not. It's not even vaguely transparent. I don't believe that anybody in the Security Bureau now bothers to actually read what they write, because if they did, they'd be in deep doo-doo. I mean, that's just 
blatantly untrue. Every time there's been an inquiry as to um, how people get on the list, how people don't get on the list, the answer is... Um, oh, is that the time? Is, yes. Well, um, yes. Well, if the answer is made from this end, it is that um, um, we... Um, uh, um, Yes, could we talk about the, the 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 cylinder scheme that we just heard about in the in the API before this came on? You know, I mean, they just don't. They have no control. They don't know who these people are. So one way of finding out whether Lee Wing Tat's allegations are true is actually to tell us what's going on. How about that as a way of uh, reassuring confidence? Well, this is turning into a novel, isn't it? I mean, this tactic of sleepers, it's, it's been done for years and years and years. Well, you know, all those gro- groovy movies about the, the towns that <laughs> yeah. the Russians built yeah. that were American yeah. and stuff. And I mean, I mean <laughs> you, you, you do know that, that China is, has this general policy of moving people into sensitive areas to change the balance of the population. So, I mean, Xinjiang, which everybody knows is a Muslim area, now has a majority of Han Chinese living there. They're not in any way there for any reason other than to make sure that there is no longer a Muslim majority. The same has happened in Tibet. Again, this is a place where ethnic Chinese, ethnic Han Chinese, um, aren't indigenous to that place. But again, they've moved in so many Han Chinese into Tibet now that they are in fact a majority. So, you know, this isn't as though... We haven't seen it. It's not as though it's a, a tactic that somehow we don't know about. It's a fact. It's this one is your of those next f- novel, what you haven't written yet. <laughs> well, the point is, you know, it's kind of beyond fiction, isn't it? Oh, it it's kind of... You, it's you, cold you, war to the max. You, you, can't, you, you, you can't make this stuff up, uh, mainly because it's true. Was one, of his so, things, one of his things was um, people joining the fuzz after the handover, I believe. Well, I don't, I don't know about that one. No, I, one I mean, of the things yeah. I, I read oh, it I see, translated. Right. Uh, well, that's interesting. I mean, I mean, yeah, I suppose so. Smiley's people. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I suppose the, 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 the real headline here is, is it surprising that China puts a lot of party members into Hong Kong? I think that comes into the category of no. Mm. Is it interesting that there's some sort of confirmation that this happens? I think that would be yes. And is it plausible? Well, as I say, look at form. You always need to look at form in these matters, and the form is there. What about the ones, though? Now we're going to get well into your next novel. Go what on. about the ones who apparently, allegedly, etc., came here and then decided, actually, I really like this? Well, this is always the danger. I mean, this is, this is you know, being corrupted by the, by the decadence of Hong Kong. I have to say, I've been corrupted myself. I used to be very innocent before I came here, but I got, I, I'm so vulnerable to being corrupted. It, it, it's a joke. Um, and it is for other people. I, I, can, I don't speak purely on behalf of myself. So, yeah, that is actually very interesting. You but know, it's so obvious. You, 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 sniff, you sniff a bit of freedom. And remember, and you turn. for all the criticism... And then you become a the, double. Yeah, well, I wonder, right, or, or, or you become a <laughs> sleeper. I mean, I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I do know, because I spend a lot of time on campuses, that they have a very intensive Communist Party network on campuses, which operates among the mainland students, which in some campuses now are, are the predominant number of students particularly in the postgraduate sector and the party system that is supposed to be functioning here functions very badly as i understand it because the only people who want to be functionaries in 
you know, i.e. spy on other students, conduct party meetings and all the rest of it, are, 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 are miserable little careerists. They don't believe in anything. And they just do it, you know, for, for the career prospects. But it means that they do it sort of half-heartedly. They're not really doing... Uh, the, the great job of, of propagating the I- ideals of the motherland, um, reaffirming the faith and all the rest of the stuff that mm. perhaps they should be, because they're too cynical. They themselves don't believe in it. It's it's This is the problem that dictatorships have. Nobody really believes in the system. They have cynical motives mm. for buttering up the system, for adhering to the system, all, all the rest of it. But, you know, when it comes down to it... You know, oh, I do. it's it's it's. Uh, and they get here uh, waving blank, the banner, uh, and they yeah, go, "Oh, it's nice." Uh, yeah, I like uh, it. You know, they can they can be called upon. They can be called upon to stand up and 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 speak on behalf of 1.4 billion people. I always like somebody who speaks on behalf of 1.4 billion people. It's a bit of a job going around speaking to them all to check what they're all thinking. So but apparently, it's it. been done. Yeah. I didn't know how they no, did this that. Is, this is, I mean, I know. I'm mean, in all seriousness. It's very scary stuff. It is scary it's stuff. Brilliant. Um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 see what the fallout is from this because at the moment there's there's a flat denial from the Hong Kong government, um, as if they would know. I mean, how can they deny something on the basis of knowledge that they don't have? They do not know how these lists of 150 people per day are how it compiled. If you're going to do it properly, yeah, surely you would you would perhaps say, are you quite sure that this Mrs Wong, who says she's related to Mr Wong of Wong Tai Sin, you absolutely sure she is what 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 she says she is? Don't know. Stop for a sec. Right now, you can go on. <laughs> Well, I, I, I have to say, I was greatly, greatly heartened by um, the debate that's going on in Legico at the moment, as as we all are. I mean, debates in Legico are the sort of things that, that keep us awake at night. Um, they're having a debate on the national anthem, you know, the new national anthem law. And Christine Choi was asked, um, so when um, under the law teachers are required to teach the spirit of the national anthem, what is that spirit? And this is what she replied. I've got it down verbatim. It means the unity of the country. I kind of get that. And consolidating love to the country. That's nothing to have do you with ever the consol- spirit of a piece of music. Let's get on to have this. You, have you ever consolidated love? I mean, in your experience. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I mean, you know, 